it's a, a, a formulated game of success that people must focus on is that you can always create your path to success. Whatever you desire, you set the finish line, but you got to map out your route there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't map out the route that needs to take in a realistic manner. Mm-hmm. What moves do I need to make? What relationships do I need to have? What activities, what environments do I need to be in? Because a lot of times we just know what we want as an end goal, but we don't purposely put ourselves around things. I know for myself as a 40-year-old man, the kind of man I want to be. I know the kind of relationship I want to have. I know the type of people I want to be. So I go and start looking at those people now. I'm doing it five years early. Why? Because I'm going to purposely start aligning myself. You know, things happen. I may, um, you know, start going to certain type of social events. I may start going to certain, you know, um, the mayor's ball, ball, things like that. The Mm -hmm. people who make the custom suits. So I'm purposely going to look for that. everybody we are back for another episode of finding your niche with niche y'all i have been grinding hustling even maybe hounding this person that's sitting next to me who is like one of atlanta's most sought out people in the industry in the business space you guys please welcome to the show Marcus Barney, a.k.a. Him 500. i appreciate you having me and the consistency i was looking forward to get on here i like that speed round thing you did you know, I was a fan, so I said Yeah, with Jason, so you're yep. here. Yep. Um, well, I'm super excited to talk to you. Kind of like I said at the intro, you know, you have been very intentional, I'll say, about becoming notable, becoming a prominent figure, mm-hmm. um, first of all, in the Atlanta space, but ultimately I feel like your goal is to be worldwide, you know, yep. a global, globally known, so to speak. Um, One thing that I really respect about your hustle, about your grind, is that you have definitely prioritized what it means to be black and what it means to be um, what black excellence means when it comes to being business savvy, taking care of yourself, and um, really putting, I guess, the community on your back to kind of change the narrative of what it means to, to be black in America and successful. I appreciate it. You, you see, you took notice, not me. That let me know I did. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm gonna say this at the top of the interview because mm-hmm. you just said took notice. One of the obvious, obvious things that people have been following you, and they know you. Uh-huh. The most noticeable thing about you, Marcus, the because really, it's the haircut. The new haircut. Yeah, but Probably also, but also, let me tell you. You are getting so skinny. It's almost like you're not even here right now in this podcast. For real. For people Mm -hmm. who've known you for at least the last year. Three, four. Three, four. Mm -hmm. You are almost unrecognizable, but in a good way. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you how and why Mm -hmm. the change in physicality and what it means to you. What it means to me. It's one of the things that I tell, like, a lot of, because that's a question a lot of people ask, and they're like, yo, what's going on? I tell them, like, look, it gets to a point where you realize you do so much for the public um, and so much in business that you share your life with, but you sacrifice things that can be most important. And one of the things that we say, we'll, we sacrifice our health chasing wealth. 
And then the second half of the video, we spend our wealth chasing health. Okay. And so I just realized that at, I'm 34 years old, like, I got kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, it, it has to be deeper than that. So I started getting into a point where my health started bothering me when I was sleeping on, like, a CPAP machine and things like that um, because I'm stopped breathing in my sleep. So it just went deeper and a lot further than I expected. So I had to make a change. But I tell people all the time is that it's not something that I made a change for the public. The public take notice because I'm in the spotlight, but it's not something that I'm like, yo, I'm out here. Like, I don't, it's not for Instagram. It's not for, let me come and tell you this. Like, mm-hmm. show you. But it's, it's realistically for my life. Like, for my life, it's for me to be a, a better businessman, for me to be a better entrepreneur, um, and for me to just be here as a present husband, as a present father. Mm-hmm. It's mandatory. So that was my main thing is that it's not something that's for the media. It's not for, you know, publicity. It wasn't. It's strictly something for me. That's if you were like, yo, you got to show with this. You got to show with that. You got to tell us this. <laughs> they be like, yo, is he going to tell? Like, listen, it's not for you. I teach you about finances. Like, this is what I do. I'm not mm-hmm. looking to monetize this. I'm not looking to be a leader in this. You know, if it motivates and inspire you to do great, take off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if for me, when you come to me, you got to come to me about business. Mm-hmm. I want you to come to me for business. I want you to come for me for financial advice. I want you to come for me for what it looks like to grow and build an empire. Mm-hmm. I do think I agree absolutely with everything you're saying. And I think that's very important because your, you know, your core narrative and the core message that you talk about is business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but however, comma, I do think there is a space for people because one thing that you do have with your specific story, um, you're able to able to leverage the actual ability and the narrative around having money and what money can bring you and not having shame around what money can bring you. So I think it's important and I think there's not a space for anybody who actually talks about the messaging behind if there is in fact an ac- actual cosmetic process to becoming the version of who you are today without having like any shame, to that story because that's the benefit. Because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know for anybody who's out there, like, of course, obviously, like you wanna lose weight the natural way, the grinding way, but at the same time, there's people that are like, no, like if I really could lose the fast way, I would. What would you say to that? What people don't realize is like, you look up superhuman um, protocol, it's $131,000. You look up a chef that cooks for you every single day, it's $6,000, $6,500 a month. You look up a dietitian that's $3,500 a month. And then you question yourself, is that motherfucker, can you buy that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So you set expectations of certain levels to it. Mm-hmm. And so certain things that is price range and you got to realize like, yo, you can say something to somebody. But if I come out here and teach you, yo, listen, man, I just got a five million dollar estate in Atlanta. Mm. Tell me how you did it. Listen, yeah, I can't I can't give you that. Like and if I set that tone and put this like here, here goes superhuman protocols, one thirty one thousand dollars go by. 10x health systems, right? Because 10x health system, and I tell somebody go buy it. You're like, you yeah, said, I want to tune up. Wait, 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 how much? 131,000. Oof. So, it's yeah, you you want it, but let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. I teach about business. Let's get the finances in order. Let's get the let's get that in order. It's a system, 10x health system. It's by Superhuman Protocol. Wow. But on a base formula thing, it's 131,000, and 
you tell somebody that, then it's like, okay, I don't want to talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. It stops there. Conversation over. Yeah. And so what I realized is that I've taught people so much about business, mm-hmm. so much about finances. They don't take action on the credit. Mm-hmm. They don't take action on the business. It's, it's a struggle. And I realized that it's a lot of guidance that's needed. Yep. A lot and of hand-holding. I ain't providing guidance on that. Wow. I'm not. Not on the health side. It's too much. And it's not that it's a lot of, like, unnecessary. It's needed. I've built a system out. Educators, counselors, live calls. Mm-hmm. I really conferences to help people with finances. Mm-hmm. I know what it takes to support somebody through a journey. When it comes to supporting on that journey, I don't got the infrastructure. Yeah. So I'm not going to get in the way of people who have mastered that Kid come to me and say, I just want to know. There's a million trainers. Mm-hmm. There's a million people telling you what to do at every single financial level that you're at. You ain't got to come to me for that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm very excited. And I'm okay. very, um, you know, I'm really excited what God is doing. Because, like I said, you're almost unrecognizable, but in a good way. Appreciate so, it. as a result of this new transformation, how have you actually transformed mentally? I feel better. You know, my energy is better. I, I think clearer. I sleep better. Um, it's just a, it's just an all-around good feeling. I just feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you should feel good because you've done well, I think, in life and in business. And so I'm very interested. With the time that we have, everybody's like, okay, M500 gives an amazing amount of value, an amazing amount of gain, which you've been able to kind of accumulate and essentially accomplish with recession proof all of the business ventures that you've had you are like the uh case study for serial entrepreneurs because you've done so many different you know businesses you've had so many different um feats i guess that you've kind of like tried to pursue um staying in the vein of recession proof and what that has done for you um what would you say has been i guess the biggest um, accomplishment when you think about recession proof and its inception starting it from the beginning and seeing the actual outcome of how it's been able to change people's lives and even the generations after them what does that actually mean to you what does it mean to me um, it's it's surreal to see my impact to see you know at one point I didn't think it was. I thought everything I knew, maybe some of it was common knowledge. Mm-hmm. I thought the things I did was kind of regular. Um, and I just, and you start to see like the people that we're not educated on this. Where it's not that we're uneducated, it's we've just been miseducated. Okay. And so I just started to realize like, yo, okay, maybe it's, it's people out here who need my help. And they just need some advice and, you know, the information I do know, let me share it. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize how many people don't know. And then, you know, as I started sharing information, it starts to grow. Then my level of business starts to get bigger. And my, my, as I expand, I grow. And I'm constantly sharing elevated information. And we're constantly growing as a community mm-hmm. who are indoctrinated with me. So to see people go on and create themselves to become millionaires, to see people go and have, you know, thousands of people been able to quit their nine to fives, because of something that I share, it's like surreal. Because mm-hmm. I remember having an event and 15 people showing up. So to get in this position now and to see it, it's, it's surreal. 
Um, and it's a full circle moment because I used to be in multi-level marketing. Mm -hmm. At age 19, 19 years old, I used to do ITB. I also was a realtor. And I was in a business called Your Travel Biz. And we went to St. Louis and I seen these guys pack out an arena. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom, like, I'm going to be them one day. I'm going to do that one day. And it wasn't I wanted to get on a stage with them. Like, I wanted to be the one to put people in the arena. And so looking at my journey, looking at the things I set out to accomplish, accomplishing them, and now going to set out and do Madison Square Garden this year is like, it's just a serene moment. It just comes full circle. So I just feel accomplished and blessed that I'm doing God's work. Like, mm -hmm. you know, God's put me on, on, on earth to do his work for his people to help elevate and to help my culture and the people that I can't reach. I may not reach everybody, but the ones that I can reach, you know, it was something that God put up on me. So I'm just blessed to be the person in the call. Okay, sure. I love that. And, and you know, it kind of reminds me because I've been following your career for the maybe past like two years. And kind of like we talked about at the top of the interview, you kind of seem like a different person. And so I really like what you kind of touched on about God actually having an impact. I guess, on the impact that you've been able to have on other people and how he's been able to transform you. Because this is a very, I don't know, very much more calm, humble version of you. you. So can you kind of talk about, I guess, for people who may not know the spiritual side of Marcus and the work that God's been doing in you, um, what is the actual work? Because this is a different side. So what has... What has been the work and maybe the biggest takeaway that you've learned as a result of having a relationship with God? You know, my thing is that um, just understanding that it's a higher power, understanding that, you know, everything that we've been put on earth, anything that's in our path is, is already set for us. So what's for us is for us. It was already set. It was destined to be. I just had to do the work. I just had to be willing to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. So I've just been blessed to embrace that and understand that from uh, a very early age, whether it was a bad decision I made or a good decision I made. Mm -hmm. I always embrace it, live with it, and, you know, accept it for exactly what it is. I guess more specifically, um, when we talk about ego, right? Because I think, like, a lot of people who maybe were following you from the beginning they would feel like, oh, he's on an ego trip or he's very self-centered or people have these different misconceptions never, about you. No, you never heard that? Never heard that. Did you have an experience, I guess, to where God humbled you? No, I can't nothing humble me. No. I can't nothing humble me. Really? Wow. Okay. That's interesting. You can't you can't humble something that, you know, you gotta understand humbling is 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 a thing of nothing on this on God's green earth can humble me. I'm cut from the cloth of a God. Mm -hmm. So it ain't another human being, it ain't an experience or nothing like that that can humble me. I was overweight, 350 pounds. I chose to make a decision for myself. Can't nothing humble me. I understand that I'm, I'm the, the product of my decisions. And that's the only thing that can ever affect me is my decisions. Like it ain't that humbling or like it can't happen. Mm -hmm. like that's out. So it'd be like, yo, arrogant, cocky, ego, that was with me when I was broke. My ego been with me since I was a kid. It's going to always be with me. It ain't yeah. never a thing where that's gone. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of my makeup, my DNA. That's a part of my genetic cloth, my, what I'm cut from. Mm -hmm. so and I think, you know, to your advantage, it has worked out well because you're so brilliant when it comes to, like, marketing and branding. I think to a certain degree, you do have, have to have a certain level of ego, 
a certain level of bravado with what you do. And so what has been kind of your strategy to kind of cumulate that when it comes to business? Because when we think about Vegas, right, what you did out there has was like, you know, it was unreal. So, you know, I'm really curious to know when you're thinking about something or an idea pops into your head as far as strategy and branding, what is the actual process like and what is the work that takes for it to come to pass? Whenever something pops in my head is that I got to think of it does it benefit me in four ways. And the idea is just always how to make it work. Okay. A lot of times we, we think of things and we don't figure out a way to make it work and make it beneficial. Like if I do something and, and something is presented to me, I'm going to figure out, okay, I'm not looking for a one side benefit. I'm looking for four sides. So once I'm committed to it, I'm committed to what does it do for my brand? What does it do for me monetarily? What does the actual idea benefit itself? Is it beneficial? And then the fourth of all is then, you know, what other ways can I create another stream of income off of it? So it's always going to be a, a, a four-sided attack at any idea I have. So when you see things like Vegas in my events, it's because I attacked it from the education standpoint. I attacked it from the value standpoint in my community. I attack it from a marketing standpoint. When you see me taking over a city, I'm owning the airport. I'm not just doing an event there. I'm in the airport, I'm everywhere. Then I look at the relationships that's built with the Magic Johnsons, with the Mike Tysons, with the Drink Champs, with the Meek Mills at my actual events and the value that my community gets from it. So it's so many different beneficial ways that it's not just a monetary thing, it's a brand awareness thing, it's a, uh, a growth thing, a relationship. So anything that I put my mind to is just the formula that I created so when I attack something, it's never gonna be a, a one-on-one transaction. Mm. So it's always multiple. I love that. Um, and you do that same formula every time? You look at the four angles every single time and that's yep. it? Yep. Wow. Where did you learn that from? It's recession-proof. Hey. <laughs> hey. Shout out to recession-proof. <laughs> if that's how you become recession-proof. That's how you don't lose. If not, then you, you end up in a position where you lose. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, the four strategies, one thing that is like undeniable is the people that you've kind of been able to have in your sphere of influence. Okay. These very, 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 if you live, you have to live under a rock if you don't know some of the people that Marcus has been associated with, right? So let's go, let's go through the roster, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yep. Magic Johnson. Yep. Steve Harvey. Nope. Kind that's, of? That's EYL. EYL? Okay, so Floyd Mayweather, Magic Johnson, help me. You got to know, you, 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 you in journalism, <laughs> you can't. You ask me a question, go tell me to set it up for you. But the people, the people that you had on mm. are notable. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Mm -hmm. How are you getting these people into these rooms? So it's a, you got to do, and you look at it as two parts. I get podcasts and I also get uh, the talent. Okay. So when you come to, if you're speaking in reference to the events, is that I will go and book talent and then I get the podcast and ask them to come. So the podcast will come for free because you got big guests, the big mm -hmm. name guests and the relationships. Some of them is relationships like Million Dollars for Game is a relationship I have. Mm -hmm. So they always just show love and support like big brothers. So when I got an interview, I passed to my brothers or like Mike Tyson in Vegas with, mm -hmm. with Dream Champs. They mm -hmm. want to come because they do the interview and then I benefit off the interview plug and, you know, promo on that interview. Mm -hmm. um, with these type of, I guess, caliber of people, right, in mm -hmm. your life, in your space, what I'm very interested to know, and I think the audience will be interested to know, is 
out of all of these people, even Grant Cardone, anybody you want to name, who is the newest favorite person that you get high-level conversations from, and what is it that you guys talk about that has changed your life? The newest, the newest relationship I developed would be with Grant, um, and it's just the formulation of business and how to structure a business, how to operate at that high level. Um, at the highest level, how to compete at the highest level, how to really formulate a business. Like, I mainly focus on business. And so what I look at is like, who's been able to take it to the next level. Okay. And he's somebody who took it to the next level and is in education. So he's perfected how to share education, how to share systems, how to communicate that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I look up to a Jay-Z, I look up to a whole uh, Diddy, but they don't have platforms where they can actually educate me and the formulas to show mm. and educate us on it so you know I, I respect the grant because he's in the space so when you look at people who have reached billionaire status and be able to say yo I can I know how to communicate with you to teach you and I actually make myself accessible in that formula I mean oh. in that format okay anything specific like anything specific that Grant Cardone taught you that was like Light bulb, aha, game changer. I literally have never thought about that before, and this is what I'm about to start implementing. Yes. So we can look at um, the way to cultivate and attack and take over the Internet, like learning how to strategically build relationships, how to actually indoctrinate people to build a relationship like he purposely built a relationship with me. And, show, and so throughout that process, you learn exactly what steps somebody takes to build a relationship with you. So I looked at it seeing how the relationship was built, seeing how it was indoctrinated, seeing how, you know, it was a mutual beneficial situation, always putting people in win-win situations. Mm -hmm. Also, how much work you have to be willing to put in and then how to leverage relationships in the other person's favor and in your favor. But when you do it and you multiply 10, 15, 20 relationships at one time, it takes it to a whole wow. nother level. I love that. And you know what I think, and I would attribute it to it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the way that somebody is able to kind of like rise to the next level of success, so to speak, is in their habits, right? Yeah. What do they do habitually? Um, so I'm very interested because your story is so fascinating and the trajectory of your success from the inception to like what we see today yeah. is very fascinating. And I think a lot of it is credited to your habits, all right? So yeah. I want to ask you... Um, when it comes to that, what would you say was the hardest habit for you to adapt but serve to be the most beneficial to your success? Not getting too high on my wins and not getting too down on my losses. Like, it's one of the habits that I think a lot of times people don't realize. Like, like you know, people can congratulate you on your wins and they ask me, like, yo, why don't like, you ain't going to go out and celebrate like it should be a champagne pop. Like, mm -hmm. I need more. And it's like, I don't over-celebrate my wins. If you over-celebrate your wins, that's where you, you, you get inflated, your ego, your everything goes up to an uncontrollable place because you can have a good winning season. But then when you have a loss, that loss sits you here. If you raise to level 10 mm -hmm. and the balloon pop and you got to go to level one, mm -hmm. that's a big drop. You stay monotone and you stay in a certain position where 
you always able to keep a level head. Mm-hmm. You're always able to keep a good spirit. So whether it's flying low or flying high, where, whether things are going great or things are going not so great, you always figure out how to maintain a steady flow. So you're always in the right mindset to keep going forward. Like, you're not going here. We're looking to go forward. So my thing is I never over-celebrate my wins and I never get too down on my losses. Mm. So that's one of the biggest habits that I've been able to really maintain. Like, even in conversation, you can ask me something I don't want to answer. I'm still going, I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go here. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be disrespectful. I'm not going to curve it. I'm going to give you an answer appropriate to how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm going to move on. So you always just maintain that level of smoothness and that level of flow of comfortability. Like you yeah. gotta be comfortable no matter what. Ah, uh-huh. this is this is very exciting for me because I understand completely. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. understanding is powerful. 100%. So I understand completely yeah. what you're saying, and I think if people are watching and they can kind of pick up what you're putting down, that's very, very, very powerful. Because even though it seems like a, I guess, it's seemingly stagnant, it's incredibly balanced. It's incredibly powerful to be able to kind of um, uh, hone that energy of what you're saying, um, so to speak. So I understand completely what you're saying. Um, Okay, so for people who are also watching to get just actual game on Recession Proof, what Recession Proof has to offer? Because you, you know, how how many streams of income do you have? Right now, my main one I'm focused on is my new merger I did, but we had about 11. Wow. Yeah, so. That's amazing. So congratulations. When you were at Boost Mobile, did you think one day I would have 11 streams of income? Listen, <laughs> the fact that you know Boost Mobile, see, even though that you know that is that you did some research. Okay. I worked at Sprint. Okay. And then I owned the Boost Mobile store. We had okay. The Boost Mobile store is, is, is impressive. Thank right? you. You didn't know my guests. That's okay, because it's so many. That's what I'm going to say. It's so many. The the roller deck is so large. um, Nah, like, you know, coming through this journey, like, I knew, like, I'm willing to work for what I want. I didn't know that my vision would grow. I just always knew, like, whatever I could see and things that I wanted, I desired, I was willing to go work and figure out a way to get it. So to be here now, it's just my vision kept growing. And mm-hmm. so even today, my vision keeps growing. And it's like, okay, I see something and then I figure out a way to work towards it. I'm creating formulas of how to get to it. It's, it's a, a, a formulated game of success that people must focus on, is that you can always create your path to success. Whatever you desire, you set the finish line, but you got to map out your route there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't map out the route that needs to take in a realistic manner. Mm-hmm. What moves do I need to make? What relationships do I need to have? What activities, what environments do I need to be in? Because a lot of times we just know what we want as an end goal, but we don't purposely put ourselves around things. I know for myself as a 40-year-old man, the kind of man I want to be. I know the kind of relationship I want to have. I know the type of people I want to be. So I go and start looking at those people now. I'm doing it five years early. Why? Because I'm going to purposely start aligning myself. You know, things happen. I may... Um, you know, start going to certain type of social events. I may start going to certain, you know, um, the mayor's ball, ball, things like that. The mm-hmm. people who make the custom suits. So I'm purposely going to look for that. I'm going to do things like this. Like when I moved to Atlanta, I used to go out and I wanted to see who was popping in the city. <laughs> T, exclusive game. 
it was somebody I would see in the club mm-hmm. and he would come through and everybody would show love. He had a gold Ferrari. Motor 404, Quasi. He owned Motor 404, which was a boutique. He would come with the nice glasses. He always had a hat, real stylish. <laughs> everybody was shaking up, showed a lot of love. My man Middleman Fresh was another one. And so what I looked at is I seen the people that was moving and shaking. Mm-hmm. But I looked and seen, well, what do they do? They have boutiques. Well, I purposely went and shopped there. Okay. I didn't know anybody in Atlanta. So I had to figure out how to, to get into this city. Who's moving and shaking? Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I go shop at their boutiques. Now, as you always being myself, respectful, you know, speak, talk, have many talk, have a little conversation. Well, what happens when we go back out into the nightlife? Who do I know? Mm. I know you. What's going on? And so, you know, I, I, I'll never forget, like, T at exclusive game would, like, send me bottles of Moet. Mm-hmm. I was nobody in Atlanta. You know what I mean? But I purposely put myself in this environment to where we was able to build that relationship, mm-hmm. to where we started speaking and, 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 you know, getting on a first name basis, phone number basis, and establish that relationship. But I purposely sought after, okay, who's this? And this, that was at that age, that stage of my life. Now I look at who do I want to be as a 40-year-old man. So now mm-hmm. I'm purposely looking at what environments, who's in those environments, what are they doing? I'm looking at the people making suits, the and that's making the, the, the people going to the mayor's ball suits. I'm looking at it. I'm purposely saying that's where I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Let me start putting myself in these rooms. Let me start building these relationships. It may take time to facilitate. It doesn't happen overnight. That's why I start early to realistically get into those environments. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And I think that's powerful because it's chess, not checkers. A thousand percent. Right. And it, you seem to have mastered that. I think one of the best ways that you've mastered that, being strategic about the influence and the people that you communicate with, that you connect the dots with. Yep. Circle of CEOs. My brothers. Oh, my God. Like, are y'all boy Ben? What's going on? Listen, What's happening here? We just have a, a group of men that play to the beat of their own drum. That's just is what it is. Like, everybody plays to the beat of their own drums, different individuals. Yeah, I love it. I love the synergy. And you know what I love even more is the narrative mm-hmm. behind black men getting together, being together, doing business together, brotherhood together. Um, a lot of the men in the group are married. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've been married for, well, this August will be 15 years for me. And so whenever I get to see a black man be excited about being married. You married 15 years? Yes. Oh, when you get married, 15? <laughs> I receive it. I receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Um, no, but yeah, so I'm, I'm so excited to like, you know, see that and it's very inspiring. And I think that's a great message to put out to other people. I think in another interview you were talking about how married men are more successful than single men. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true. I would definitely. Um, it's statistically true. It's not. It's oh, it's not, not debatable. just you. It's not, okay. it's not debatable. It wasn't my opinion. It's statistically true <laughs> that married men are more succinct, more successful than single men. Well, what do you think it is? What's the common denominator? That would be opinion based. Okay. I just said statistically says married men are more successful than single men. Now, my opinion on why is, you know, focus, attention, the things that the activities that are partake that we partake in, um, being able to have a calm home or a foundation. The foundation is the key to everything. And so, you know, I, I don't want to stereotype or say I can't opinionate on what single men do because it's some single men that are very found, fundamentally sound, mm-hmm. have solid foundations, executing on top of the game, 
next level. And yeah. so it does not mean that they won't be successful. It's just overall. Mm-hmm. Some of some are great. It's some married men that are not successful. It doesn't matter because you marry, you're gonna be successful. So it's not saying that married men are all gonna be successful. It's some married men that fail. It's some marriages that fail. Mm-hmm. It's some single men that do excellent. But overall, as a group collective, majority wins on the married men becoming more successful than the single men. I agree. All right, so let me get into this speed round, okay? Because Jason told me, you think you're the boss. He said, he said, Marcus thinks he's the boss. You can't bully him. So speed round, y'all. This is the speed round. Circle of CEOs, Marcus Barney, a.k.a. him 500, is ready to answer these questions about the circle of CEOs. Are you ready? Let's go. Who is the most lit in your group chat? Jason. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you happen to have got locked up, who would you call to bail you out? Neo. Okay. All right. So you're stuck on Asset Island. Uh-huh. You're stuck. You can only take one of the circle of CEOs. Who is it? I'm taking Neo. He's the hardest worker. <laughs> Hands there. <laughs> taking Neo. He works the hardest. Um, okay. 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 Let's say you're renewing your vows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a bachelor party. It's a party. All right. Who are you calling to throw the party? <laughs> Alex. <laughs> You're calling Alex to throw the party? Why? He's the single, he's the only single one in the group. Mm, we gotta fix that, Alex. Who are you calling to explain an alibi for a crazy night? Somebody who sticks to the story? Yes. Justin. You're feeling down. You've had a, you know, a very rough day in business. Mm-hmm. You got a lot going on in your mind. Which one of the circle of CEOs do you call to lift you up? That's going to be between Jason and Justin. Mm-hmm. Between Jason and Justin um, will be the ones I will call. Okay. Yeah. To make you laugh, who would that be? To make me laugh or to laugh? To laugh. To laugh? I'm calling Alex. Alex is, the, is, the, is, is, is hands down probably the funniest circle CEO on the low between... Goofiest is Justin, but Alex is the funniest one that our sense of humor is aligned that we laugh at the same things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I just got this amazing new business deal. I like, we got to run this play today. Who are you calling? Neil. He's going to text you and email you. Everybody know. He's going to make it happen. So whatever I don't do or won't do, he'll go do it, especially if he believes. Mm. Mm. There it is. Um, are you the boss? I'm not the boss. Are you a bully? I'm not a bully. Jason, he said it here. He's not a bully, okay? I'm not. Rest assured. I'm opinionated. Eight. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. I'm very grateful for your time and the opportunity to get to sit down. I feel like we didn't get to touch into a lot of the business stuff and like the real game and credit repair and stuff, but I do think you still offered a lot of value as far as what it takes to be a person. But you got to pick up what I put down. Um, I, I think we covered a lot. And, you know, at this point in my life, I'm at a point where it's about, I want to teach people about the overall aspects of business to really take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. The fundamentals I, I provide a platform for, everything else is things that, you know, you can't pull out of my mind that I really can't put on paper. Right. So execution, things like that, that I share is the things that I really want you guys to be able to pick up, take away, is the mindset 
to attack things. The things, the fundamental things you can be taught. You can YouTube, you can buy a course, but you can't buy high level experience. Mm. So for me to share that and you be able to see it in real time, how I've executed, how I've delivered and really took a business to over 25 million and that kind of experience, you can't, you can't pay for that. So mm. for me to share that with you and with your audience and everybody that's here, hopefully they took that away and it add value to somebody. I love it. Eight-figure conversation, eight-figure mentality. I love it. The new version of you. Congratulations. I wish you continued success. If people do want to get this game outside of the podcast, how can they do that? How can they reach you? How can they be a part of what you got going on? EYLUniversity.com. Um, EYL powered by Recession Proof. We got a university you can tap into $97 a month, over 15 different curriculums. Um, six live calls every single week on different topics about business and mastermind every single Wednesday. There it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you for me. And we it. out.